Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 32. We're diving back into a nerd talk this week. Um, if you're in the stream, you can see what the topic is because of visual magic. But if you're listening to this audio format, you'll find out <laughs> later. <laughs> Joining me tonight for our nerd talk, I have my ever sensual co-host, Nicholas. Hello. I feel rather furry and albinistic today. Mm. A very interesting way to feel. Once again, if you're in stream, Nick's camera is not working <laughs> due to updates, and so he is requested to be shown as an albino chinchilla. My spirit animal. Yeah, his Patronus. <laughs> yes. An albino chinchilla. <laughs> also with us. Patronus. It's expecto chinchilla. <laughs> That'd be fun. That should be what it's called. And that other wonderful voice is the effervescent Russell. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Mm, there's those wrists again. In my effervescentness. I picture like a Pope mobile just full of like champagne. Just sloshing around as it goes down. Sure. Do I at least have a snorkel? Oh, yeah. it's it's a you're in a you're in a white diving suit because you're in the boatmobile still princess waving i like this i have donald trump's golden locks on my head ew hey i'm Did just saying see? that's probably more expensive than the pope's hat it's probably true um another voice you will hear periodically until he goes to bed <laughs> make from real gold is my wonderful son ethan who is still awake and will be he's baby talking like you wouldn't believe so you'll hear him periodically enjoy that um, ethan is the new um hunter vanguard oh my goodness that'd be amazing yeah that'd be the the greatest person to go talk to you like all right i finished the flashpoint okay thank you for my loot i'm just gonna go now i'm calling it now I don't. First of all, okay, so I've got a couple of questions. Everybody's saying that Kate is dead. Yeah. Are we really for sure that he's dead? Yeah. One. Well, how do we know? Bungie confirmed it. They actually said like he's he's dead. He's dead. 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 Like they're not reviving him or anything. He is dead. 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 What? How is he dying? Doesn't he have a ghost? Did you not see the video? I know it shot the ghost, but the ghosts don't die either. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They can't remake themselves. They just bring us back. Well, then how come how come all the bad guys just don't shoot the ghosts? Because they blink around and turn invisible. Because our ghost is special. Our ghost is also Jesus. Hey, that's stupid. <laughs> Why? That ma Why it makes it no sense. It how, makes no sense. Explain. Because, look. Because I'll t in in all the videos I've ever seen, the, the ghosts are always flitting around helping the guardians, especially you know Curse of Osiris. His I forget what his ghost name is off the top Segura. of my head. Segura. He Segura. actually he warns her that she's vulnerable to get out. That's why he throws her away so that she doesn't die. Well, sure, but the, the ghosts are all around. You would think more guardians die, and they wouldn't treat their lives as quite. So, I mean, like. Because because everything that the game indicates is that guardians are immortal. It doesn't matter if you die. Oh. Yeah, the guardian, not the ghost. Yeah, no, but the, then you the would think that prince. they would be a little bit more careful, especially with their ghosts. I would never want to take my ghost into combat because 
Well, if you it dies, I'm dead. You don't take them into combat. They stealth, and then they or they they cloak, and then they just kind of lurk around. Um, yeah, but they're still there. Well, yeah. Yeah, but they're the, stealth. The Hive Prince Crota was actually uh, responsible for guardian deaths. He would crush their ghosts and then stab the guardian to death with the shell of the dead ghost. That's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't or, know that. Like but if you also, do, if... I really like Cade, and I'm mad <laughs> that he's dead. Yeah, oh, if you God. do like Savathun's song, you know when you're shooting all the purple crystals? There's actually a yeah. dead ghost inside each of the little craters. I, knew, I yeah. knew ghosts could die, but I did not know that they could be killed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, well, I like, knew... like perma-dead? Well, I didn't know that they could be killed. I knew that they could die, but I thought it had to do something with like the connection to their guardian being broken or their connection to the, the, the traveler being broken. I did not know that they could be killed in the sense of like murdered. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. got you. Yeah. Bubble bursted. I'm sorry, buddy. Hmm. Well, I don't it's want scary. Kate to die. I'm mad. I am boycotting it specifically so for that reason. Next time you die answer. and there's like 700 thrall around your ghost slapping at it, you're going to laugh knowing, hey, why don't they just destroy Because they're well, it's just it. a thrall. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just funny to think about. Um, let's jump into our first little mini topic tonight. Um, Russell, I think I'll throw it to you. If you want to talk about, uh, this last weekend, we got to be a part of the St. 14 project charity stream for St. Jude's. Yes. Um, it was amazing. Um, I think that's the first time I've met average Joe. Um, I don't think we haven't had him on here before. Have we? No, we had Sentinel dad, Sentinel Pappy on here. That's right. That's right. Um, and average Joe has a sexy, sexy voice for anybody who doesn't know that. We also had Raven. What's this fool? Des Raven. Des Raven. Yeah. Uh, what's he from? Um, he is with Buster Knuckle. They're both RNG cast. Another oh, podcast. Yeah. RNG cast. Um, Kerfuffle. And- yeah, yes. Um, and they were they were excellent. So we had we had Buster Knuckle, we had Des Raven, we had Average Joe, and we had myself. Um, and Des Raven won by the skin of his teeth. I had him by the short hairs. But, you did amazing. Uh, you were out there with a vengeance. <laughs> I really was. I am. I for for anybody who actually listens to the podcast, you're probably aware of this, especially if you listen to our. Uh, decade shows, not decade, because that's years. Whatever, or Deca shows, or Deca shows, <laughs> Deca shows. There we go. Because <laughs> um, uh, every ten episodes, we have a little competition. Uh, I think so. I am. I'm very competitive. Um, yes, it is. Um, it's a problem. I'll admit to it. My name is Russell, and I am uh, an addict of winning. Um. Jeez. Okay, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was awesome. It was awesome getting to see some other people in the community. It was awesome being able to do uh, a bit of charity to help out St. Jude's. Um, I, I love doing it. It was amazing. Um, the, the the community was very supportive. We had a lot of people in the chat, and we were just we were just having a lot of fun. I uh, I can't wait to do it again. <clears throat> Yeah, I've already I've already told them 
a hundred times, like every time they do this, like we are more than okay to take a slot and, and do whatever, whatever we can. Yeah. Cause that was so much fun. Um, their goal, um, was just to raise, raise $500. And by the end of it, they actually raised, uh, 1,810, which is it's amazing. Just, just a bit. Yeah. Just a little over the goal. Just, just a bit of a difference. Just a bit, you know, one, one or two pennies. And then Wait, that, is this a bit? You what? Is this a bit? Never. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't do bits. What? Um, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so the St. 14 Projects charity stream, that money also goes towards the overall, um, the big Guardian Con, which is happening this weekend. But they have their yearly charity stream for St. Jude's as well. So that was our little corner of the community doing our part for that. And then that actually ended last night i think they had professor broman ended the whole thing and they wound up uh at 2.7 million dollars raised which means that the a couple gaming communities but mostly the destiny community all came together and have raised enough money to run saint jude's for a whole day which is just nuts oh i've been corrected i thought ninja ended it i thought uh, it was 1.5 million to run it for a day it was, that's what I was told, was that they raised enough to run it for a day. But if that's cool. the thing and they just didn't come out and say it, maybe it was two days. But they did say one day. But either way, that's huge. From uh, yeah, just yeah. a couple years ago, it was just an idea in a garage to like, let's do a Guardian Con. And now they've raised $2.7 million for St. Jude's. Yeah, that's that's pretty significant. It just shows the power of the kind of community that we have and the, the charitable giving that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing nothing gained from it because it's one thing, like, don't get me wrong, like, game gaming communities that raise a lot of money for a cause when there's an in-game perk or even an out-of-game perk. I know year one of Destiny, I think there was that devastating earthquake in Nepal and Bungie did that kick-ass, like, t-shirt. Oh, yeah. As a reward. And I mean, the Destiny community there raised an unbelievable amount of money for that. And I know Blizzard, Blizzard does, they just did like a breast cancer awareness thing with the skin for Mercy. You know, it's wonderful. There are perks there. So it's like, eh, uh, take it with a grain of salt. But the fact that the Destiny community, you know, consistently delivers with things like this, where you're not really getting anything out of it, you're, you're genuinely raising money for nothing which in my opinion is the way it should be done if you want to be charity purist um oh for sure i just think that's wonderful i've been blown away by the generosity of the destiny community since that nepal fundraising situation that that blew my mind oh yeah every time you turn around there's another you know for some you know, there, well, there's so many charities nowadays, you know, but every time you turn around, there's another one held by a different group of people that are throwing money at it. And it's it's so awesome to see and be a part of. Yes. Yes. Well, let us move forward to our main segment tonight. It is something that's been kind forward. of briefly Not touched upon. Backward. Not backward. Briefly touched upon in conversation before, but it's time to have an entire discussion during a podcast about. We're discussing back when, uh, you know, 
<laughs> certain styles of games were amazing. Um, we're talking about old school LucasArts games, ladies and gentlemen. Who wants to start this off? Because I've got a list of stuff I just want to blow about, but like I want to turn the time to you guys. Uh, I just, well, I just want to say. All right. Okay. Can you guys okay. hear me? Yeah. We can hear you okay. now. There we go. That I thought weird. that was a joke. I was like, that was, well played. Was, well played. That was, <laughs> that was weird. No, I just want to say the, um, the fact that there has not been a Rogue Squadron game for modern console is criminal and someone be brought to justice. Amen. I mean, that's fair enough, especially with what they did with Battlefront 2 and especially the most recent Battlefront where they've got these. That was Battlefront 2. <laughs> well, I meant, okay, Star Battle... Wars Battlefront 2 Battlefront from 2, the, the PS2 two. Two oh. era. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're one of um, those people. No, I'm kidding. I, I like that game. I, I did, too. I did. Agreed. Um, I even liked the space battles, which apparently was not something a lot of people liked. but I loved it. Um the um anyway uh you know with what they've been able to do with the space battles and and that kind of stuff just within those games you would think that that would be a thing you would think especially with how far you know and the amount of time from then to now where our technology has gone and make it easier to do that and they were like no it's okay well and like you think like massively multiplayer there was that mag game that came out that was like 50 on 50 or something. Can you imagine like rebels take on the death star? You've got 50 players and tie fighters and 50 players and X, Y, B and a wings. Come on. Come on. I actually can't imagine the chaos and insanity that would ensue. Also, the processing power for that for battle. I would love that. I would do nothing else in life. There, I mean, it's the, the, the reason I bring it up is there was a game that existed that did that 50 on 50. I think it was it was either 25 on 25 or 50 on 50, like 364 years ago. So, like, why can't they do it now? I can only imagine that the processing for, especially if you're wanting it to be graphically equivalent to the games nowadays, that's going to eat up a lot of processing Especially if you want to sell it on console as well as on the, the PC, because that's well, they I, have no. Go ahead. Well, they, I mean, they have you know giant dogfight games um, already. You know, with different with ground battles and air battles going with on, the chinchilla just popped up my screen. I'm sorry, I did not expect that. That was amazing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 not twenty five on twenty five though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like battlefield. Yeah. No, they do. Is it? Yeah. Um, like World of Tanks does that. Um, there's another. What is it called? Not axes and allies. There's a few of them that do that. So it's possible. They just it wasn't an easy money thing to do. So thank you for that. EA. Yeah, I, I wonder it. what the profit margin is on something like that. Uh, three, three, um, definitely. So I I want to start by talking about a game, yeah, called yeah Star Bounty Hunter. <laughs> I saw that coming. When did that one come out? 
Uh, also, also, there's another game that I want to talk about, and I don't I know if you guys ever played so it, but it was a lot of fun. Talk about. It's um, how many are on here. Star Wars Bounty Hunter came out. I was in middle school, so fifteen years ago, maybe longer. Could be, yeah. Um, but you played as Jango Fett. And you went through the events that led up to him becoming the bounty hunter that they chose to clone for the Clone Wars. Um, and so he was uh, brought in by Darth Tyrannus to... Uh, he, he, he had brought him in to kill... Well, he was, he was also Darth Tyrannus. Oh, I know. I was just like telling everyone oh. who didn't know. Oh. Not, not like correcting yeah. you. Uh, Darth Tyrannus is also known as Count Dooku. I, did they ever actually mention him as Darth Tyrannus in the movies? He, I know that it was m- mentioned in the the very very end of Episode Two when Dooku flies to Coruscant and lands and right the little ship. The Emperor or Darth Sidious gets out and he goes, "Welcome home, Lord Tyrannus," and that's the only time the name's mentioned. Yeah. It's not like, like no voiceovers or anything else happened with that name. You're right. Yeah. No, I, I know it's mentioned in the books, in the extended universe it's mentioned in. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So Count Dooku was also known as Darth Tyrannus. That was his Sith moniker. Um, and so he was hired to kill a rogue Jedi that was one of Dooku's apprentices. Um, and it was I enjoyed the heck out of the game. You got a you got to zip around on a on a, a rocket um, jetpack. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know why I blanked on the name of that. A rocket a chinchilla. Pack. Yeah, a rocket chinchilla. You got to shoot the rocket out of the out of your jetpack. <laughs> you had a. Shut up! You had a flamethrower. You had the dual wielding pistols, which were tons of fun. Dude, I love those dual wielding pistols because I had it down. I had played it so much that I had worn down the square button. I had a specific controller that I would use when I played this game because I, I had that. worn I had worn out the spring on the square controller so that I could press it faster. So I could just. I'm glad I'm was, not the only one that had special controllers for games. Someday we'll have to talk about my Super Smash yeah. Brothers controller. Yes, oh, oh, that'll be a good one. Oh, you know what? We we'll should do that there. for one of our nerd talks. Talk about the different iterations of Smash Brothers because that is a thing I can talk about. Um, but anyways, it was just, it was cool. You had cool monsters. You went to Tatooine. You went to all these different places. I think you went to Dagobah at one point. Uh, there was this jungle world, which was always really hard. I mean, to play it now, I'd probably be like, wow, this game is not as great as I remember it. <laughs> I remember the control scheme being super wonky after you get used to how shooters are now. That's true. It, it, the, the controls were a little wonky. I do remember that. I remember that the controls were wonky. But I just remember like they had these big open spots, so there was plenty of places to like explore. Um, and there was usually different ways to achieve certain objectives mm-hmm. and I thought it was cool you had like the little darts that you could shoot out and kill people and there's just there were just a lot of cool things about that game Love also it. oh no no i just want to ask you guys did you guys ever play 
Jedi Outcast Jedi Academy. Oh yes, my I did. god, yes. Are you kidding me? Oh. That was the most amazing <laughs> game because you got all the force powers. Mm-hmm. You had a lightsaber that you could do. I mean, like, the, the combat was a little wonky with the lightsaber because I never used any of the guns because I had a lightsaber. Why was I going to use a gun? I could throw the lightsaber. I wouldn't want to use a gun. I'm going to use did the you lightsaber. Play, like, did you play, like, online? No, I never played online. Oh, I did dude, a couple oh, times. Oh, it was I, nuts. I did, dude. I lived I in that. that game online. I would gank people like freaking crazy. I, I feel like I was pretty good. I do remember I didn't play online a whole lot. I remember it now. A likely story. <laughs> uh, well, I had I'd forgotten that it even had it online because I loved the story so much. The story was fun. Yeah. It was. Uh, you had like all these br- different branching paths and you... Uh, it, it, my favorite race was the the guys with the the gas masks and the like floating brain things on the sides of their head. I don't remember that. You're really good at descriptors tonight. I like it. Um, that was a fun game. I want to call to attention a game that I really don't feel like many people played. Um, it sucked me in for. I mean, I probably played this game religiously for six months. It was, of all games, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace for PSN, or PlayStation 1. Yes, I played it. Man, I don't think I ever played that That, one. that game had, like, when you, when you go to Tatooine and you're in Mos Eisley and... You're trying to get the new hyperdrive for the Queen's ship. And then you're also meeting Anakin and you're getting all set for the pod races. They literally, and, and this might be rose-colored glasses. I haven't gone back and played the game and I haven't, I haven't done anything with the game since, since then. Um, I just know that my you know, like preteen self and my remembrances, and so, so it's written, so it shall be. But they drop you on Tatooine and it's it becomes like an open world almost like Elder Scrolls style because you can talk to people and say different things you can stumble into areas that you should not be in and die horrible deaths (laughs) you can say the wrong thing to the wrong person and end up in the Rancor pit you can end up um, getting a game over by like doing doing the wrong things and basically making it so that Watto will never ever have the conversation with you to get the hyperdrive um, to get the wager made uh, you can end up not meeting like you can attack anyone which is amazing oh my god that's awesome um, and then Odo Gunga when, you, when you're in Odo Gunga when like in the very beginning of the game or the first part of the game that's insane too because it's the it, they expand on the city it becomes a full-on city instead of just like the one room that you see in the movie or the couple rooms that you see in the movie i should say uh it that game like oh my god that freaking game so good so very good my younger brother jeremy and i the two of us like lived in that game forever 
See, I I remember playing that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, you're fine. Um, I remember playing in that game. I don't remember it being that expensive. I remember like going through the different things and doing all the stuff. But I also remember being super frustrated with like the camera and the controls. Oh yeah, because like I believe it. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures like, here, and yeah, it looks like it'd be that way. And like Nabu, it was. I remember it had some really insane puzzles. I remember mm-hmm. there was this one in Nabu where I was like, "This game, this no, game." I, it, I wanted to throw the controller across the screen. <laughs> but dude, the feeling of satisfaction when you beat Darth Maul, like, because yeah. that he was the final boss, right? And was there, oh my god, was there pod racing in this? There was. Uh, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember if you actually do the racing. There was. I don't, I don't sh- think you... it was just the one race, though. Oh, okay. I don't know if you actually raced, though. I think it was more. It wasn't like a it. real. Uh, no, it was like they, a they do. They did. Yeah. It, if I remember correctly, it was like a mini game. I'm pretty sure you drove the pod race. Of course, I could be getting it confused with another LucasArts game called. Pod racing, which was an which amazing game. Oh I played that. Uh, Tenok from our D and D campaign, Matt. Uh, he and I were at a. We went to Ann Arbor, Michigan, a couple days ago, and we just bummed around all day. And because I've never been, and Ann Arbor, fantastic city, uh, reminds me of Madison, Wisconsin, or stuff. Uh, Brett, it reminds me of Boulder. Oh God, oh, it's sorry. in in the good ways. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There's no good ways like, about Boulder. I'm no. sorry. I won't give you that one. Try a different um, city. <laughs> nah. So anyway, we went to a, an old school arcade that still uses quarters. And they had the pod racing game. And they <gasps> actually had it with, like, it was it was the full-on interface. Like, you've got your two throttles. Oh, where it actually had, like, and, the pod yeah. capsule oh, you yeah. sat in? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I remember that thing. So we, we played that. And then we played... Uh, a couple other amazing games. There was literally the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I didn't want to pay two bucks to play it. And in retrospect, like I wish I had, it was a um, uh, uh, like Rogue Squadron, but you sat in like a, a cockpit. Oh, dang! And then the screen was projected on a half circle, like dome, that is on its side. How, what do you even call that? It's not a dome, but it's a half circle, circle and it's vertical. But you sat, the screen was like all around you. Oh, that's awesome. It was insane. I'm like, why I, didn't you I, pay two bucks to play that? I don't know. <laughs> but like you, you get in and the door closes. And so it's like just you in this, in this, ca- like it was the most expensive, like arcade cabinet game I've ever seen. I For good wish reason. I would have played it. Sounds like you're See, I would have jumped trip. in it just to experience it because Don't that's talk to me, like Russell. when I go. Well, I'm just saying when I go to arcades, <laughs> I'm like, and it used to be like when I was when I was younger, I would go to the arcade and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm spending somebody else's money. I don't want to, you know, but I'm spending my own money. I want to go for the coolest thing that I can, you know, because I want to experience that because I remember being little and going man, I wish I could go and do that thing, but it's so expensive and my mom won't let me because it's expensive. And now it's my money, so I can be like, I'm doing it. 
Get out of my way, little kid. I got time. You. You're a horrible person. Yes, I am. Well, I would like to direct this towards um, one of my favorite games of all time. I sunk way too many hours into this and the sequel. That's Dark Forces. <gasps> Walk me oh through Dark Forces. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my that was, God. Wasn't that like on the original PlayStation? That I played it on PC. Let me see where it was. Because that was back when you, you played games through DOS. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was original PlayStation. But yeah, I'm I played pretty it sure DOS. it was on the original PlayStation because mm-hmm. I played that one. That was one of the first games that I really got into. That was amazing. So it was a first-person shooter, um, and you went through, and it was an interesting story. Your the you know the main character was interesting, and it was it got creepy, it got epic. The music was amazing. The sound design was awesome. Um, at the time, I mean, they still looks good. Like I'm looking at screenshots now and it still looks Does amazing. He? And that came out in like 95. Yeah, man. I Does would still play still this look game. Good because I remember the flat textures mm-hmm. and I remember specifically that stupid sewer that I got. Oh, the sewer. Because I couldn't find how to get out of there. And then you fall into that pit with that stupid thing. And it's like, ah, little it's, eyes I'm coming screwed. out in the water. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, walk me through this game, Brent. You've mentioned it before, and have you never played I... it? No. Oh, I walk you me through it. this game. No. Walk me through this game. What, okay. what the hell is this game? So, Star Wars: Dark Forces. They came out with um, another storyline. Um, what was the guy's name? Do you remember his name? What was the main character's name? I want to say Darklighter, but I'm not positive on that. Biggs, so, Biggs Darklighter is who you're thinking of, and I don't think that was him. I I think it was. I know I know that I was thinking of Biggs Darklighter. Oh, no. Uh, Kyle Katarn. Was it Kyle Katarn? Kyle Katarn. That's right, because then he became a Jedi and Jedi outcast. That was how he got his start was Correct. Dark Forces. So you play as Kyle Katarn, who's just in the Rebel Forces. You just have your gun. It's a it's thing of like Wolfenstein 3D stuff like that. It, it's basically that same overlay, you know. Was he in, in the, the Rebel Wars Forces universe. or was he a stormtrooper? He, um, basically like oh, what's his name? Poe. I thought he was a stormtrooper. Or not Poe. What's Finn. his name? Finn. Uh, basically that same Finn. story. He was a stormtrooper, left being a stormtrooper, gotcha. joined the rebels, okay. um, and he actually joined as like the special forces for the rebels. So you play as him, and then over time. At like at the very end of Dark Forces, because you're moving through like special op mission, special op mission to assault um, Empire bases and like blow stuff up. And and towards the end, he finds out he's got like force powers. And then you go into like Dark Forces 2, which was actually one of the first like 3D third person or first person games, which was just absolutely amazing. And that's when it got really deep into the um, like the Jedi story. And then like Sith were coming back. And he was like struggling between the two and you could customize like how he looked and lightsabers. And the story then moved from special forces with a gun to him self-discovering himself as a Jedi. And that led on to what was that game you said, Russell? I don't know if I played that one. Uh, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. I don't think I played that one. It t- So it's Kyle Katarn, you become his apprentice because eventually he joins up with Luke Skywalker I know Jedi Outcast is within that timeline for Kyle Katarn. I thought Jedi Outcast was the one where he had developed the uh, the Force powers, and that was when he's trying to decide between the light and the dark. 
but I I could be wrong. I'm not. I never I think, played I any think of that those. Is Jedi. I played Dark Forces. Because I know um, in in Jedi Jedi Orchestra, Jedi Academy, I know you can. Like I remember the the storyline. You're going through temples, and there's different paths you can take to the temple, and the different path you choose through the trials in the temple ultimately dictates like which side of the force you lean towards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Jedi out Jedi outcast Jedi Academy, it's like the sequel because there's Jedi out. Right. Right. And I played Jedi outcast Jedi Academy. That's mm-hmm. the one I played. Yeah. I am. Yeah. That one's really cool because it was one of the first RPGs where you could, you know, you got to choose and you got to choose your powers based on, you know, it was one of the first RPGs I really got into. Okay, yeah. so we we brought up the RPG. So are we going to talk about Knights of the Old Republic? I think you have to. <laughs> Do you want to start us off there, bud? I, okay, gird your loins. Uh, I've never loins played girded. Them. Oh, really? Really, really. All right. I've, I've downloaded... Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 and it's like every time I want to start playing them god damn it I need I should play it now like I'm gainfully unemployed at the moment I should play them now but anyway um I it was also one of Bioware's first big titles they were really really big part of it I just I'll I'll get through like I'll play I'll, I'll download it and then I'll play it and then I'll go to bed and then I just never pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And I, I even, I, I even for the sake of convenience, I even downloaded it from my iPad. Oh, really? Because the the interface is fine; like it, it works just fine. But yeah, I just I never pick it up again. I don't know why, because I I think the the most recent one that I did was Knights of the Republic two, because um, it was on sale on ios and i got through like the opening sequence where you're on a ship that's under attack and you fight your way through that ship and then i went to bed and then i didn't pick it up again yeah like for for no real reason Okay. Okay. I, um, I thought I thought it was one of those for no more reason than moments, and then it was not. <laughs> no, it was, it was I think no Brett and I were both thinking the same thing. We're like, yeah. he's not done yet. <laughs> Is he done yet? Oh, he's yeah. Done. That was. I mean, that was huge for just RPGs. I mean, Mass Effect would not be what it is without the lessons learned from Knights of the Old Republic, or from yes. Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. Because it had, you know, you had your good bad system, you had your, you know, you could talking choice options, you had, you know, the gameplay loop, the combat, everything was just so revolutionary at the time. It was ridiculous. Um, I go ahead. You talk. Well, I was I was going to take it to another game. So if you got something else here, oh, okay. go for it. I am going to say something that may or may not be controversial. Unpopular opinion. Here we go. I did not like Star Wars. The Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars The Old Republic or Knights, Knights of the Old Republic? Republic? Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Coder. The Old Republic is an MMO. Yeah, yeah. Um, here is the reason. The story, from what I understand, the story itself, you know, we're spoilers if you haven't played it. You play Lord Revan, who has lost his memory and now has 
he has been uh, the the Jedi Council took away his memory. He was a Jedi before he became Lord Revan, and now he's fighting against his. I think it's his apprentice. I can't remember too much. Anyway, his co-conspirator in the Sith War, Lord uh, Darth Malak, I think is what his name is. Sounds familiar. I'm actually, I'm actually, I want to stop you as far as the story goes because I do want to play them. Oh, okay. Well, then I will not say any more. All but, that stuff Russell said was made up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so the 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 reason that I didn't like it, I did not like the combat. I did not like. I, I didn't like the combat. I didn't like the controls. And the story itself wasn't interesting, but it was kind of slow going. And I felt like there was a certain point where if you if you hadn't done just everything right, you were stuck and stymied at progressing through the game. And I was I was in like the sur- sewers of Coruscant. I, I just I just wasn't a big fan of the game. I love the story. I think it's excellent. I've read some of the books that the 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 writer of the story of Kodor um, did, which are he's a good writer. It was it was amazing his story and where he wanted it to go was cool. I just did not like the combat. I did not like any of the mechanics in that system aside from the dark light. And I was super excited about it because I love Star Wars and you get to choose force powers and it's an rpg and i was like yes it's jedi not jedi outcast jedi academy again and it wasn't and it sucked when's the last time you played it like when it first came out or school yeah i tried picking it up again i think i think you might have a different opinion the second time being older i I don't turn based or cooldown systems that's why i don't play well oh i got you i got you I just, I don't, don't like, don't them. like cooldown systems. What? D and D is cooldown systems. Different thing. I don't like being. I don't like having a set amount of moves that I can do. D and D is completely different because you have things that you can do, but you can be innovative. When you're in the middle of combat and you can't move to the left or move to the right or block. That upsets me in a video game. D&D, you get reactions. You get to do a thing. Somebody's swinging at you. You, As you level up, you get reactions to negate some of that or do a different thing. Or you know, you run around them. You, you have more creativity in combat. A turn-based system or a cooldown system, to me, is dumb. And I don't like them. Well, I think like this is a conversation opinion, we'll have to address mm-hmm. at I mean, a later date. Look, we've already got two more episodes worth of ideas here. This is great. Um, but I, I do think, well, I mean, you hate the combat, but it might be worth going back and trying again. I, th- I think you might enjoy it you a little more. You can change it. I know in the iOS version, you can make it like nearly real time. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they tweaked it a bit. It's not just a copy pasta. Well, if we're ready, I'd like to go even further back. So LucasArts not only did a bunch of amazing Star Wars games, obviously Lucas films, um, but there's a few a few topics here. But the big one I want to hit first is the the Monkey Island series. Those were such good games. So good. The comedy. They was are ridiculous. still good games. They are. Those were Lucas Arts. Yeah, man. Yeah. Monkey Island was Lu- was Lucas Arts, and they recently wow. they remastered a- those, and those are fantastic. <laughs> 
They, they've recently done, or not recently, they did a lot of point-and-click games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monkey so Island. So Mo- we're talking like Monkey Island where you got the cute little net and they've got the, like, sirens on their heads. And... No, no. Monkey Island's the, the point-and-click adventure game where it's all pirates. Um, you play, what's his name? Something Guybrush. Guy Fox. Oh, Guybrush. Guybrush, yeah. Did you never play Monkey Island? See, I think... I think there's more than one Monkey Island game then. Well, the one you're thinking of is is something totally. It's it's a monkey guy. I know what you're talking about because yeah, the sirens are monkey over their ball. Heads. Monkey ball. I just that's not monkey ball. Is it? Yes, I'm almost positive it's monkey ball because I remember trying to play that game and I could never figure it out. Yep, it's monkey ball. I just looked at that with nets and the cl- the things on their heads. And... Mm-hmm. No, wait, that's got monkeys. You're thinking of. Yeah, it's not, I'm not thinking of like Super Monkey Ball. I know Super Monkey Ball. But yeah, no, it's not. It's not Monkey Island. Um, Monkey Island was a hilariously put together cartoonish point and click adventure with pirates. Just way over the top humor that mm-hmm. like I didn't catch as a, a lot of it I didn't catch as a kid and going through the remasters. I'm like crying laughing. Witty and dry humor. Mm-hmm. Extremely. But, you know, a lot of those point-and-click games were really good, really funny, creative. You're really funny and creative. Oh, I think. Uh, I might have been exaggerating a bit, but you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another, Sunday. another amazing point-and-click game they did was... Um, um, oh, my God. Why am I having a brain? I'm too busy looking at, at pictures of monkey island here um day of the tentacle did you guys oh, yeah. play day of the tentacle well. yeah mm-hmm. they did that one and they've remastered that one too it's on we own it on ps4 and it's like oh my god that's so much fun to relive that <laughs> they have day of the tentacle on ps4 mm-hmm. yeah they re- remastered it a couple years ago and it looks yeah. amazing it really does and it's funny like because lisa's played uh, my wife she's played Day of the Tentacle so much, she's she speeds run it like when she's bored. <laughs> so when Izzy was a little younger, she actually thought it was a show, because it was the same every time. Because Lisa would just speed run loop it, and so you know when she was younger, be like, "What do you want to watch?" And she'd want to like the Tentacle show, and so Lisa would have to sit down and play through Day of the Tentacle for it real quick <laughs> to like as a cartoon show. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, Day of the Tentacle was, and that was, I mean, same, so you played Day of the Tentacle, right, Nick? Uh, no, I haven't, but I know of it because you've told me about it a couple times. Okay. Well, that's what it's. Like when, when they, when they remastered it, you and I had a long conversation about it because it was a game that you were happy that Lisa had something that she really liked to play. Mm-hmm. And it's super cheap on PSN, so I would definitely recommend picking it up and understanding because like Monkey Island's the same kind of humor where it's like way over the top. So if you get a chance, mm-hmm. go install that and play through Day of the Tentacle because that's one of the best games that's come out ever. Well, and it has that kind of creative premise too mm-hmm. that I think is interesting because it, it the way that it takes its humor and, and kind of... <laughs> Jeez, that was a huge spoonful of ice cream. Holy cow, man. Uh, for, for our listeners who are audio only... Brett's wife just gave him a 
<laughs> massive scoop of ice cream and shoved it into his mouth. And Brett oh. ate it all like a champ. I, I like taking massive loads in the mouth. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, <laughs> um. So the more we're talking about these way older LucasArts games, Nick, I'm getting the vibe that you didn't play a lot of these. Um, some of the more obscure ones, no. Okay. And that was that was largely because the this is gonna sound awful. The So when we were younger, my my brothers and I were very possessive. Um the PlayStation <laughs> was not mine. It was Matt's. And so I did not get to play like the like uh, I didn't get to use the PlayStation unless he was like practically like sitting on me watching what I was doing. I know Matt played a ton of them. Like he played that Star Wars fighting game, The Masters of Terrascasi or whatever it's called. He played that like crazy. Um, he got Bounty Hunter. He had um, a couple of the other Star Wars games that were that were PlayStation or PS One. Mm-hmm. Um, he played them. I was not allowed to play them. The fact that I managed to squeak in the time to play The Phantom Menace was crazy. Um, we also were not allowed to get computer games. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of these were computer at, at first. For a long, mm-hmm. long, long time, we were not allowed to play games on the computer. Um, Brett, you and I have talked about Chex Quest. Yes, oh, uh, good old that, Quest. That we didn't have to buy it because it came with a box of cereal. That is true. Um, and we we played it in secret. The adults never knew that we installed that on the computer. <laughs> um, so, but we we just we weren't allowed to. And um, mom, if you ever listen to this, I'm glaring at you right now because you've become the gamer that doesn't answer the phone because you're playing Overwatch. Um, so, yeah, we just we weren't allowed to. And there weren't many LucasArts games uh, that would have interested the me of that age that came out for N64, which is the console that I had. And then when I actually did, I didn't get the N64 until like two years or a year and a half after it came out. Um, and I was so enamored with Super Smash Brothers that that pretty much didn't leave the console for a year. So it was just that's valid the, though. The stars did not align, no pun intended really. <laughs> um, in a way that would have allowed me. Now I did play the um rogue squadron or rogue leader games. Oh I did yes. play those. Those were because good. our cousins were huge PC gamers. And so when we would go and visit our cousins, we would sit and we'd play and he had you know, the latest, greatest PC at the time. So we had the joystick that had weight. It had so many buttons, you would have thought it was a sex toy, but it was joystick. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it was a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has if I move just right, I can hit the triggers. Oh, gross. So, but yeah, it... Uh, that's that's how I found or played played those games was through through family that had PC. But otherwise, that, no, I was not I was not fortunate enough to. Yeah, 
okay, well, I'm going to make you a list and I'm going to go and find where you can buy all this stuff. And then you're going to work your way through because this is important stuff. Uh, like Rebel Assault, Rebel Assault 2, where it was the live action playing through sections of the movies. Yes. Oh, Jesus, Played those I watched. Those I watched a friend play through. The also one of the best levels in those, in the, I think it was Rebel Assault, was the Millennium Falcon, or uh, it was the flight simulator. I think it was a TIE fighter through like a canyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually just looking at that picture right now. That was a cool mission. Yes. Um, and then I've mentioned on the show before, but the Millennium Falcon going through the caverns, the that's the my mom is the only person I know that beat that level. Mm-hmm. And that was an insane. Uh, have I told that story to you guys? Yes. You, okay. Yes, you you've told me, but I would love to hear it again because I love stories like that. So my mom. I've heard it so many times. I don't want to hear it again. Shut up. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so my mom was, I can't remember if she was hurt or if she was sick or something, but she can't really move anywhere. And we were all old enough where we could just entertain ourselves in the backyard. And so we'd be outside playing all day. And she sat at the computer and was like, hey, I'll try this Rebel Assault game because she's a huge Star Wars fan. And um, and so she got to that level and it pissed her off the first day that she just turned it off. And then she had time. And so she's like, all right, I have enough talk about this. Both my parents have the mentality to be amazing gamers, but they won't go through with it. So the next day she opened it again. She's like, I am not leaving this chair until I beat this level. It took her like three hours over and over and over, but she finally beat the damn millennium Falcon flying through the tunnels level. I just sent a picture of what it looks like. Oh gosh. Um, did anybody, oh gosh, there was a game on N64. I am blanking on the name. Lucas you played as a guy who, he had the Millennium Falcon for some reason. It's a thing. He had red hair, red hair and a beard. What was the name of that game? But you were a smuggler. Just like, it was, it was basically a Han Solo clone. Shadows of and, something, I think. I'm looking this up right now. Keep going. I think I played you were this game. you, like you were fighting specifically against the Black Sun. Shadows uh, of the Empire. This, Shadows of the Empire. That's the name of the game. That and one I was, refused to play because it looked stupid. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, there was just I think it ripped a lot from other Star Wars games, but you fight Boba Fett at one point. In like this huge like citadel thing, uh, you're going through Hoth, and like you're shooting people, and they have the Wilhelm scream whenever somebody falls off the edge. Oh, um, it was it was actually a really good game. There's this there was this one level where you're fighting on top of a train as it's like, it was it was amazing. How was that again? It was the Star Wars song. I'm not singing it again for you. <laughs> oh, dang it. Do, 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 I forgot all about that. One. I think he said. I think that was perfect. Um, another non Star Wars games they did, which was. So I've always loved Western games, okay? Mm. Did any of you guys play. Where are you? Where are you? Oh my God, I forgot the name of it. I had it right here. Where'd it go on my list? I'm in, te- I'm oh, in Texas. Outlaws. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Finally, yeah. one you played. 
that game. I don't that, think I ever that played game, it. That game was my first LAN party. Really? Yes. And there was a, a local, um, I guess, computer game place, cafe, okay. if you can call it that, that we would go to. And they would they would let us play out. They were always surprised that this group of like second graders wanted to play Outlaws, but and then we ended up buying it. I found that at the store. It was one of the first, one of the first computer games. I actually convinced my mother to let us buy, and it was it was Outlaws. And I have played that game for more hours than I think nearly about any other video game. Because it was filled with secrets, mm-hmm. like filled with them to the point that you can you can find a demonic um, Bichon dog really? that will kill you. Oh God, yeah. Um, there are a, an infinite number of cheats um, in the game. I mean, it it's just it's such an amazing game. Well, the thing I like because it had this really cool. Um like the car- cartoony kind of animation to it where yeah. it was, it was cool. Cause like, <laughs> cause of the time your, your gun and your hands is better animated than everything around you. But, <laughs> yep. but the thing I really liked is like how they did the UI, your health points and your ammo and stuff were like tickets on like an old school register that would like yes. click, 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 click every time you'd get hit or you'd be shooting that actually be popping off. It was so well done. Oh, the music, such intuitive. yes. The music was fantastic. When you were running, roaming around the world looking for enemies in multiplayer games and in single player, um, your your like your character would call out. You know, like think think uh, Rooster Cogburn. You know, running through the, the 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 main drag of a town. You know, calling out for who he's hunting after, or who he's trying to kill. The things that you can imagine they might say, like your character would call out and then they would call back. And it was almost like you were playing Marco Polo because you could follow the voices and they would taunt you. And, oh, my God, that game was so good. I really need to find somewhere to get it again because I want to play it so bad. Um, Russell, you remember um, Gun on the three six or on the original Xbox? Yes. Uh, they took like a lot of inspiration from this game. Oh, I'm sure they did. It looks like they did just just by looking at it. That was basically that why was they made the game. Freaking like, amazing, yes. by the way. And uh, that is something I will talk about many a time to anyone that asks. That is one of the, one of the best games ever for sure, but also the best Western game ever. Red Dead Redemption, awesome. Yeah. Red Dead Revolver, awesome. Gun. Hands down the best. Yeah. I remember you coming over to my house just so you could play that game. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, are you going to bed? Okay, I'm going to play gun. No, there's (laughs) a few times, I'm not even kidding, I would go over there in the morning and his mom would just let me in. He'd be sleeping because I would just go down there because I didn't have an Xbox. And so I'd turn on his Xbox, put in gun, and he'd wake up and be like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I had nothing to do. I wanted to play gun. Good morning. (laughs) Mm, That's fantastic. Brett and I practically lived at each other's houses in high school. It is the truth. Kinky. You don't even know the half of it. Remember that 
remember that <laughs> one chair. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh. What the one that you put in the in front of the bathroom when I was taking a shower that one time, and, and all my clothes out. were in the bedroom, so I had to crawl over it naked. I do remember that. And you guys were like, "Thank goodness we didn't stick around for that." Yeah, because he was in the shower. I think he had somewhere he had to go. It wasn't just oh, like we yeah, got a shower, and yeah, we yeah. we locked him in the bathroom and then just left. So he had to like. You were like crawling in between chairs naked. To get out of the they bathroom. had moved all the furniture in front of the bathroom. It was amazing. Uh, what was another one? Oh my god, Tea. Sam and Max. I didn't know that that was Lucas Arts. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's another point and click with outrageous humor. That was so good. Did you ever play Sam and Max, Nick? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell by name. Oh man. So you were, it was like a, you're a detective duo. It was the, the main guy or well, the main guys, you were, you know, a good cop, crazy cop, basically. And <laughs> one was a dog and one was just a crazy rabbit and it was a point oh, and click yes. adventure. Yes. Tunnels of love. Oh my God. I'm looking at these pictures now. I miss this game so much. I think they remastered this and it's out too. No. Did they not? No, that's the one I want them to remaster. That's my wife in the background, everybody. <laughs> oh my god! I like Sam how Lisa's so joining good. in on this conversation. Well, this she is, was huge into the old Lucas Arts. So every every time I've been naming a game, I'll you'll you might hear her whisper if you listen back. You'll hear, oh, "I love that game." Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did a couple Indiana Jones games. I don't think I played them though. I played a couple that were on the N sixty four. They weren't great. Oh. The, there was a point-and-click Indiana Jones one, though. Oh, I forgot about this game. I, oh, I Fate okay. of Atlantis, right? Yes. 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 I forgot about that. Oh. So the opening scene, you're trapped in the attic. And so I was kind of like Nick. I, I, never had, I, I never had a home system growing up until I got a PlayStation. Uh, but, I mean, that was like ten, 9 or 10 when that, when that happened. And that was because a guy that my mom married had a PlayStation and was like, then they got divorced and I got to keep it. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, anyways, she's uh, let's just rehash all the pain in my childhood. Um, but my, my uncles, my uncles had, you know, they had game systems. They had N64, they had Nintendo, they had, and then they played PC games. So anytime I was over at my grandmother's, which was most of the time when I was a kid, um, and my uncles were only like the youngest one was four years older than me. So they were more like older brothers. We would play these games. And this was one of those games. That game was flipping awesome. Cause like the very beginning, you're trying to get out of the attic and you have to collect the thing and get out of the attic. There's one where you have to move through the streets of Cairo without attracting any attention. Uh, there's also like, you're following a guy through the streets of Cairo and you have to, it's it's a different kind of point and click where they like show the map of Cairo and you're like moving along and you have to do it without getting caught. And then there's like a stealth section where you're in where you're in a submarine and you're trying to move through the submarine without getting caught. Oh, it was just it I I want that game because it was freaking awesome. I love how excited you get for stuff. It makes me so happy. Um, did you guys play the Force Unleashed games on the Wii? Yes. I, well, I played them for 
plays no Xbox. They were on PlayStation too. They yeah, were okay. on all three systems. I only played so them on the Wii because you could actually like you you use the lightsaber as the Wii stick, and I was just like, ah. So the Wii story was actually because like each like the first game is awesome. The story is weak. Um, it has a cool ending though. Um, but the and the combat was a lot of fun being able to use the force powers the controls were a little wonky camera was a little wonky but it was it was cool being able to use all these force powers especially when you're darth vader walking through kashyyyk and like you in the you very send beginning a, yeah yeah you send a force pulse out in front of you and it like strips the bark from the trees and you're like where you pick up a and it's vader. like <laughs> throw it over a cliff you're like as you're going on a murder rampage killing all these wookies um i i just and the second one was crap though well it had a, i think I, I never played them for the story because i as soon as they introduced an apprentice for darth vader i'm like okay it's gonna be stupid um but the gameplay even though the second one was only like six hours long the gameplay for both of them is fantastic just absolutely fantastic for what it was it a lot of fun i uh, there are some things that i wish that they had done a little bit differently i would but it was a heck of a lot of fun to play mm-hmm. but the second storyline in that game was crap just crap just just crap and would you say it was <laughs> would you say it was crap the first one was at least okay. It's like, okay, this is cool. This is how the rebellion started. This is, you know, the, it, it had an, at least an interesting premise of that made some sense. The second one made no sense whatsoever and was stupid, just stupid. And that, like the cliffhanger, was it a clone or was it the real star killer? The oh, world may that. never know. And it's like, this is the stupidest thing ever. The expansions for both games, though, were awesome. Like, so in the first one, they had the Tatooine expansion and then the Hoth expansion, where you go to Tatooine and you face off against Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's like, on the premise that Starkiller goes evil in the first game. And so you you can kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then the Hoth one is you face off against Luke Skywalker when he's on Hoth. And you can kill him there, um, which I thought was cool. And then I can't remember the second one. The second one was just I tried to put it as far out of my memory as I possibly could. <laughs> also, I, just, I, I skipped I skipped the dialogue Sando. scenes. Mm-hmm. I skipped all that. All I wanted was to to use the lightsabers and do like crazy Devil May Cry That's, stuff. Yeah. Well, and then also, on the Wii, like you'd use the lightsaber with the with the Wii stick and like your lightning and your, all the other force powers was with the, the that would be cool. And it was so, cause you'd literally be like in combat, you'd be swinging your arm and moving this way to like move things. And it was so fluid. It was ridiculous. You're like, I am a God. That's cool. I, I, what, what really made me mad though, is I went back. <laughs> and I, left, I looked at the, at the so there's like a piece there's like a storyline piece that takes place in the Wii version that explains the events that also happen in the Xbox and PlayStation version that you don't have in the PlayStation or Xbox version and you're like 
what the crap is going on? So they had two desperate, they had two stories that were similar, but each one had pieces that the other one needed to make sense, and it was stupid. Was it stupid or was it crap? Because I'm getting two different different stories from both. you. <laughs> it was both. Um, so let's do this. In the interest of time here, because we do actually have some uh, listener questions. What? We haven't done that in a long time. Let's Ooh, all... There are people listening? I wrote them all in made-up names. It's okay. Fair um, enough. That's what Nick does for hat trick. <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> the first episode were all Russell. real questions. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I was kidding. <laughs> we all know that's not true, Nick. Let's all choose one more game to talk about, and then we'll we'll slide through. Nick, since you've kind of had less time here, I'm going to let you go. Um... What do I want to talk about? Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, basically EverQuest, uh, but Star Wars style. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Uh, I had a friend oh, yeah. who played Star Wars Galaxies religiously, and I would go over and I would play it periodically. I made a character who was. God, I'm like shaming myself right here because I can't remember. <sighs> I can't remember the name of the race, but it's Admiral Akbar's race. Oh, oh crap! I just blanked on it too. Uh, the, uh, Mon Calamari. Thank you. Um, because Calamari. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking Mon Mothma, and I know Mon Mothma is a politician that helps found the rebellion. So super blah. close though. But anyway, um, I made a Mon Calamari, and I was trying to be, uh, I don't know what the hell I was trying to do. I was playing Star Wars Galaxies. Nobody knows what they were doing in the first years of Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, my God. Um, it, it was, uh, I remember the first year you had to, like, level up every single skill line in the game in order to be a Jedi. So, like, there, was, there were no Jedis in the game forever. And then finally, everyone was a Jedi. And then they changed the whole system and the whole structure. And then it was much easier to become a Jedi. And I remember going to my friend Johnny's house the final day of Star Wars Galaxy. He logged in for like the first time in two years. And we just sat there partying in front of this massive, I don't even know what the hell planet he was on. Um, but we just sat there on his character dancing for like the, the final like half an hour of Star Wars Galaxies. It was so cool. It was fun. Oh my god, it's amazing. I remember I never played it, but I remember um it wasn't Game Informer, but there was some other magazine at the time. Oh no, I'm I was actually we were subscribed. Um Star Wars had its own magazine back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep. You could act like the Star Wars fan club or you got it like a monthly magazine and stuff. And they had a lot of articles in there about the game. And so I read up on it as much as I could, but I never got to play it. But it looked amazing. And I remember hearing all the stories from people, like, on the last day doing their farewells. And and every, mm-hmm. oh, it was like the a little bit of the internet died that day. Yeah, well, it was... It, let's, let's be real. Like, it was one of the more obscure games because... 
like when nice. I say it was the EverQuest of like Star Wars or Star Wars EverQuest, EverQuest is quirky. And and granted, it's you can say Ultima Online was there first all you want, but EverQuest was the grandfather of the MMO as we know it. And Star Wars Galaxy <laughs> Runescape, like, okay, was like Star Wars. EverQuest. It's quirky as all get out. And it came out way too late. Mm-hmm. Way too late. Like, it just, no. Like, World of Warcraft was right on its coattails, and it's still around. Um, so, but but yeah, Star Wars Galaxies was a hell of a lot of fun. I only ever played it casually. I don't think I ever got past any starting areas, really. Um, because I would only That's ever play like it when I was over me. there. But it was fun. It was cool. It was a neat experience. It was neat getting lost. One thing that I, I like old MMOs for that people probably think I'm nuts, but I love that you could get lost in the cities and the zones in old MMO games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's something that is lost in today's MMO world. Um, and I got lost. The starting city that my character was in or whatever city i don't even know if it was starting because i'd never played it long enough to know the structure but i got lost (laughs) i never knew what was going on didn't know how to get out i think there was two or three visits to johnny's house was just like me trying to get out of the building that i was stuck in oh my god that's i missed that it was a world yeah a galaxy (gasps) <gasps> a Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Russell. Da, 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 da. One more from you, I mean, buddy. I've talked pretty much about all the the ones that I really enjoyed. I think I'm going to talk about Star Wars Old Republic. Just kidding. Um, because it Wait, doesn't... War, World of Warcraft Star Wars style? Yeah. Uh, no, because I can't stand turn-based systems, so I could never have done it. It's not turn-based. It's cooldown. Russell gets confused with turn-based and cooldown systems. It is a cooldown system. They're They're both pretty much the same. (laughs) No, they are not. Russell, Russell, you're a programmer. You know better. They're both the same levels of terrible in my mind. So they're both the same. That's a talk for another day. Anyways, no. Um, I, I think the game that I would like to end on talking about Ooh. Um, I'm going to give you one. You can do Star Wars Yoda stories for Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a game. It was not a game. It was a piece oh. of shit. Um, you know what? I'm going to go old school and go the old Super Nintendo Star Wars games. Super Star Wars? Yes. Which I actually enjoyed playing. There was two of them. Get there out, was Super Star leave. Wars. There was also, <laughs> there was also, <laughs> there was also like the the tie-in to what was it? Empire Strikes Back, maybe. No, I, I think it was Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, I think I think it was Return of the Jedi. That one was pretty good. I I kind of like Super Star Wars. You got to choose your character, you know, and you got to do cool things. I don't think I ever got past the first level. But, you know, it was a thing. You got to choose your character and do cool things. 
Yeah, you were Han Solo. You could choose Han Solo, Princess Leia, or... Um, Would you say you could Luke. do stuff and things? Yeah. I was always, of course, Luke Skywalker because he got a lightsaber. That's just awesome. Uh, so you're, the first level is like you're working your way up to Jabba's Palace. Maybe this was Return of the Jedi. Anyway, it was one of those Jesus, two. Jesus, I hated that game. <laughs> And like it, it was a it was a platformer side scrolling and it was hard, but it was fun. I usually played Princess Leia because she had her stun gun. Oh yes, that's right. But Luke had a lightsaber, and he was in the cool black outfit. You just like this penis? I mean, lightsaber. He did hold Hello? it there the entire game. Why can't Ish. it? Oh. Nick. Schwartz. Both could tear your insides out. I anyway, see, moving on. I see all Schwartz is <laughs> as big as mine. So I've been struggling between two of them I really want to talk about. But I think we've done a lot of Star Wars LucasArts. So I think I'm going to go with the other one. Also, it's the older game. And if you Do guys it. have never played this game, um, it probably has not lived up well. So it might not be worth to go back. But at the time, it was like groundbreaking. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Oh, Gosh, get out. Did you not get like that one? <laughs> the one on the N64? Was it on N64? I guess it, I, I, I played all of the LucasArts games on PC. I oh. didn't know that was on N64. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so it'll be that you one. You start out in like a desert. Mm -hmm. It was, the controls were so wonky. But but it's the the controls on the controller. N64 were so wonky. Yeah. Oh my God, Russell, get out of this podcast. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. What, have I said that too many times tonight? You're just a hater. I am not a hater. There, there hater. were just a, there were a lot of old games that had wonky controls that were hard to figure out and not very well explained. You're a hater. A lot of them were ported over, and I think that's why. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of them were ported over, which... <laughs> that's what I have to say about it. <laughs> Uh, Nick, did you ever play Indiana Jones and Infernal Machine? Uh, no. It came out in 99. It was based... so terrible. So, um, it was like... Right, when did the first Tomb Raider game come out? That was a brown then, right? Tomb Raider? Yeah, when Tom did that game Raider? Um, Tomb Raider game, the first oh, one. Oh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Uh, um, that Tom one Raider. came out... I think it came out after because Tomb Raider was on the PlayStation. Okay, and, and the N sixty four was before the PlayStation. Because it was a right? lot. It basically was like a ported Tomb Raider game, but with Indiana Jones. It came out in ninety seven. So yeah, so this was basically you know the first Tomb Raider game, but also Indiana Jones. And it was about like the Tower of Babel going through all that, and you know obviously you're shooting Nazis and. You get different guns and equipment that you can upgrade, and there's a lot of puzzles. It was a third-person game, and I spent way too much time playing this game. It was so addicting, and it was Indiana Jones. Like, that was the, like, 99, dude. It was like, you know, as, as a kid around then, you're like, Indiana Jones. Because that's, you know, I was old enough, like, my parents had just had me watch all the movies for the first time, and I was like, I was in it. And that game was I think phenomenal. I, I think I probably would have liked it better if I had actually had it to play. But I only played it vicariously through my friend 
who had an N64, and she never wanted to play it. I remember mm. there was something that I was trying to find, a key or something. Probably. There was, the whole game was just puzzles. And there's like the most annoying level, the most annoying sequence I've ever done in the game is. um. So there's a sequence where you had to go down a river and you had an inflatable raft and you actually controlled. Do you remember this level, Russ? I just saw your face. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm thinking Temple of Doom when I hear this. So I, I'm just so well, it's not like you came out of an airplane. Like, so you come out from the desert and everything and then it's snowy. Yeah. Cause it makes sense. And, um, sure. so you have to go Video to the temple logic. at the bottom of the mountain. And so you're in this little inflatable raft that you have to find the pieces for. And actually like he blows it up and you get in the water and you're actually moving, like having to row and move, like on the keyboard, you're hitting a and D to like quickly row one way or the other. I'm sure on the N64, it was probably just ridiculous, but if you hit one rock, mm-hmm. it would pop and you would drown. And so, and it's moving fast pace. Exactly. (laughs) Once you got past it, it was amazing. But like, oh, that was so, because you'd get to sections and then you'd get in huge gunfights and then you'd like have to repair the raft and then get back in the water. It was just, it was such a ridiculous sequence. That's so good. See, and that's, so they, they really, I think that the time is right release another star wars game they haven't done that in a while they gave it to ea ea jacked it up now they've got whatever back i don't know i don't know exactly what right working on i think they have like one more chance they're working on something that disney was basically like if you mess this game up you lose the rights see and that's like in indiana jones they could do an indiana jones game please harrison ford is still alive Maybe they could get him to do some voice acting in it because that would be flipping they amazing. Just, they just revamped Tomb Raider, like revamp Indiana Jones games. I'm just saying. Oh, geez. They're so good. I would love to see an Indiana Jones game. I would love to see a Star Wars game. Oh, I would have loved to have seen flicking. Flipping. Wow. Um, what was that? What was that game called? It was the, the Boba Fett one that they scrapped. Oh, it was basically like um, Bounty Hunter, but it was the other one, yeah. It was like level 54 or something like that, referencing the level on Coruscant that they were on. I would have liked to have seen that. I think Republic the last... Commando was always a game I wish there had been a, sec- a sequel to. That was the oh, one I was actually thinking between that the two. Yeah. That was the one I was going back and forth on. Um, okay, so the last Indiana Jones game was 2009. That makes me sad. Was it really? Yeah. Staff of oh. Kings. Maybe I did hear about that, but I don't think it did very well. Staff of Kings was okay. I never played I mean, it. It was okay. I, I've never... I, I think I've heard about it, but I don't remember anything good. Uh, I don't remember any good things that were said about it. So I will take your word for it, Nick. No, you can remember that I said it was okay. <laughs> okay alright well let's slide into some listener questions and then we'll wrap the show up how's that sound okay can't we just keep it going for forever what are I we going like to wrap it up in um, cellophane um, condoms they call me 
Cellophane. That's popped in my head the second I said it to you. Um, so I didn't look at these beforehand. Okay. The first question, answered if you'd like, uh, comes from Isa Cole, who was a guest last week. Uh, she asks, Aww. because this is our show and we talk about this stuff, uh, what's your favorite kink? Oh. Oh. I, can I talk about that on Twitch? Like, is that a... As long as it has to do with feet, I think you're good. No. <laughs> uh, let it be said that I read the question, but... Uh... I... Okay. I will not say... Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. Ross, I'm going to say... scaring a... me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, video um, games are 400. Stop, Russ. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will say one that will not get me in trouble um is she ever gonna watch this i don't know is she watching right now no <laughs> was this just a just a thing to be like i'm gonna jack them up um <laughs> i don't know spanking is a thing like, that's fun <laughs> not me not me getting spanked spanking i don't know the other person you shave your butthole i just assumed it was the next step all right no, i don't do that I don't do that whole anal tongue thing. <laughs> Where <laughs> the hell what did that just come happened? From? All right, I'm not editing that because that's gold. Um, <laughs> the artist wow. formerly known as MC Kingsley, he's now DJ Kingsley. Oh, uh, do I not get to answer the kink question? Did you want okay. to? I was trying to move past that one very quickly. Did, did you? Did you want to answer the kink question? No, I did not. <laughs> See, I'm going to offer a different different perspective from the two of you hetero normative people fair enough um literally and it's it's a visual kink um wrestling singlets like what they wear in like college wrestling (laughs) (laughs) oh my i can see that i can see that Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of look like one of these. <laughs> the Kingsley again, Daddy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kingsley asks, "Who is your favorite Hoot Dog member?" Hoot Dog from the Clan slash podcast Hoot Dog. <sighs> Gonna have to go with Bill. Yeah, Bill's pretty good. Um, I think I'm obligated to say Moosecog. Yeah, I was going to say Gunbait because, well, he's the one that I know the best, the best, and also the best. Uh, he's the, the one I know the best. <laughs> the best. And the also, best. he was the one who gave me my lovely, lovely uh, avatar for. Uh, oh, for Discord, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go with just because I can picture his smile when I say it. I'm gonna say Dino because he's a Titan. All right. Uh, Jay, a.k.a. Gear Dad from Anti-Meta Podcast, asks, if you had to give up your class main, what other class would you switch to and why? In Destiny. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I have a main. I flip-flop between Hunter and Warlock. I guess that so if I had, counts. If I had to give one up, I would play the other. <laughs> Well, which one would you give up if you had to choose one? Oh. Mm. 
if I had to give one up and choose the other, I would choose Hunter. All right. Because I feel like Hunter has more variety in the current incarnation. I hear that. Russ, what about you? Yeah, Russ. Um, so I switch mains between Hunter and Warlock. But Copycat. Copycat. Plagiarism. Whatever. I was a Warlock first. There you were. Uh, I picked up Destiny before you did. What? That's not possible. I played, I played Destiny on like release the, day. The beta. I played uh, Warlock yeah. for like three hundred and sixty-five thousand years. Well, never I was mind a that. warlock. I was a warlock before you. You sick son of a bitch. Fine, jeez, whatever, just whatever. That's not the question. I, I used Nova bombs before they were cool. Um, I, I think I would actually go for a Titan. I just have not played a Titan. Do it, especially with the new changes that they're making for to Sunbreaker. Yeah, giant hammer that sends out fiery tornadoes. Cool. Okay, that, and so then you that, just chuck your hammer and then go pick it up. That's so funny. That is that awesome. Is the cool thing to me um, about that, I love the the large hammer. That is super cool. But having a melee that you can chuck and then go and pick up and then chuck and then go and pick up it. It's like Thor's hammer. It's so cool. Yeah. Except Thor's hammer would come back to him, but that's beside the point. I, I just I like the idea of a melee that you can throw and go and pick up. I wish they would do that for all of the classes because that would be cool. Especially a hunter, you could throw a knife and then go and pick it up and then like, D- like it, anyway. have a little animation where you dislodge it from someone's head. Up. Uh, all right, let's yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would go Titan. I just haven't played through. I have no desire to play through the main game again to level up a Titan to see if I actually like them or not. I think it's worth it. You should do it because Titans are amazing, which makes this question very difficult because I love Titans so very much. But if I had to give up my Titan, part of me wants to just say I'd quit the game. But um, since I did start when Destiny 1 first launched, I played as a hunter for a while, and that is the only character I have. I've actually never made a warlock once in Destiny. Fun fact. Um, I'd probably have to switch and be a hunter. There we go. There you go. I am excited for what hunters can do now and the supers that they're getting. I'm looking forward to the uh, the new like blade dancer. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I'm I'm really excited about that. I think that that'll be really awesome. fun. Well, so does like the new abilities that they're adding to the arc staff too are pretty cool. Eh, that uh, that super honestly is the one that. Like out of out of everything they're putting in Forsaken, that super made me facepalm. Well, did I was you, like, you're, did you read you're what giving it, does? it the yeah, it makes it do like three times damage if you block something, and it reflects but, it reflects those. Well, you have to aim it. Yeah, like, when you reflect it, you have to aim it back at them, and I'm like, okay, I can just see them making it so that you can't reflect like boss projectiles or anything. Because for me, I don't, I'm not gauging anything off from what it'll do in the crucible because the crucible and i just really don't get along um um they they did show it reflecting boss weapon uh, boss stuff right right but we don't know if that's a raid boss or you know but at the same time like when it does show that it's reflecting like when they're twirling the staff 
the super meter is draining so fast. It's crazy. And, you know, it might be fine. It might be great. But I feel like they missed they missed an opportunity to be really innovative. And I think that just made me sad. Yeah. Hunters don't need anything, so it's okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> and our last question comes from Poop Shizzle, who is in chat right now. Uh, he asks, you're on, you're, it's a deserted, a deserted island situation. You can take one vendor from Destiny, one weapon from Destiny, and one emote. Which one do you choose? Has to be a non-Vanguard vendor um, because you can't save Cade because hashtag spoiler, he dies. So you can take one vendor from the tower, one weapon from Destiny, and one from emote. From the tower? Well, that's all one we have right from now. The tower. Well, there's the other vendors that are in the, the different planets. I mean, I guess I that think... counts, yeah. All right. Planet vendors, anyone that's not Vanguard, one weapon and one emote. What do you take? Um, I would take Cade because screw your rules. <laughs> he's um... dead. I mean, you can take him. He's just <laughs> going to lie there dead. Yet. He's not dead yet. I'm going to enjoy listening to Russell cry. Yep. Shut up. Shut your faces. Um, no, I, I think I would go with uh, the one guy that's on IO. It's a crazy guy with the mechanical arm. Oh, God. <laughs> Asher Mirror. Let's use, let's use big words yeah. that don't actually make sense in this context just because they're big words. Asher Mirror, that guy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I would take... Oh, Russell hasn't answered weapon or emote. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I thought we were like going one at a time. No, you're good. Uh, uh, one weapon. I would probably take Graviton Lance because the new stuff that it can do is amazing. And then one and it emote. Makes me Just thinking about it. Um, one emote. I think my favorite emote is the singles ladies dance. Mm, that's good. All right, Nick, so, what do you got? Does this have to be? Does this have to be Destiny mm-hmm. Two? Um, or does the question say Destiny? It just says Destiny. I would assume Two, because that's what we have right now. So we're gonna go with oh. Two. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. I had Good. Destiny, wow. Destiny, including Destiny One answers all set to go. I'm going to answer Destiny One anyway because okay. Casanova over there decided to bring Cade. Um, <laughs> so my weapon would be my good old boatcaster or boltcaster. Mm, nice. And I'm thinking for vendors, I would bring Tess because. Because at some point Fenchurch is going to show up, and then I can give him the whole shipment. Um, yeah, and then the and emote, emote. I would probably do the bureaucratic dance because why not? I like it. Or bureaucratic step, I think it's called. Um, for myself, I will go backwards. For the emote, I will do the shoulder dance because you don't need anything else in life. Uh, for weapon, I'm choosing Crimson because it will kill, and it also has a knife attachment, so I can cut up food if I need to. 
And for my vendor, I'm going to take failsafe because it's like I have two people. God. Oh, <laughs> your dreams come, come true. true. Failsafe. Which one's the evil yeah. one? <laughs> well, that are our listener questions, and that is a show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We're going to do some plugs here, starting with my ever-sensual co-host, Nicholas. Bring it. Wait, why do we need plugs? I've got a full head of hair. Those look fake. He means, Russell, he means butt plugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, those are Which I deliver a lot of at work, by the way. People, listen, <laughs> if you order from overseas and the whole package is written in Chinese, the only thing in English on the whole thing is your address and the words anal plug. I know what you're ordering. Go ahead, Russ. Or go ahead, Nick. Uh, I'm on the Twitters at he who fights, uh, or PSN HWF capital HWF dash the number seven force. Uh, yeah. Out of that. Oh, actually, at the same time, um, did you just say out of the hat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so this week it's actually in like retrospect out of the hat didn't happen last night due to unforeseen automobile occurrences um, however given that the episode ended partway through uh, an encounter I actually think it's good Ooh. that this week got skipped with out of the hat because I feel like if we were trying to recap things and talk over things we'd have to, it, it would be incoherent. And I actually think that it en- ended up being what's best for the show's coherency. I like so, Yeah, that actually makes sense. Join us next week on Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time for Out of the Hats, where we will recap uh, the conclusion of a sequence of events and the situation that our beloved hat trick have gotten themselves into. Oh, yes. Mm. I we am excited for this Dragonborn to survive. Who knows? Uh, Russell, what have you got for me? Uh, um, you can find me on the Twitter at drjex. That is J-E-X 0725. Um, I mostly, I mostly, um, tweeter, tweet, tweeter, um, about Dungeons and Dragons things, things that are going on in the game, a couple of DM tips, maybe some player tips here, here and there. I also mostly retweet, uh, Critical Role stuff or stuff that, uh, Jeremy Crawford or Mike Morales or Chris Perkins, uh, posts, um, and you can also find me on the Discord where I lurk it mostly in the D&D section because, again, D&D is my life, um, and I love that. So anything D&D, hit me up. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for just some Guardians yeah, episode sorry, 32. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, when we do the show, we are live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash just some guardians. Uh, we go live usually pretty close to 930 p.m. Mountain Time on Thursday nights. You can find us there. Jump and chat. Join the conversation. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at JSGCast. You can send us questions, comments, concerns, pictures of Dick Cheney, which uh, Nick has taken advantage of, and send those to <laughs> JustSomeGuardians at gmail.com. 
Uh, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double D. Thank you all for joining us and have a wonderful week. Russell, take us out. Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for utter incompetency and mutual chaos. It's the other way around. No, it's not. I can do it however I want to do it. <laughs> we have this conversation every week. <laughs> it is my ending part. You leave me alone. Now they're going to go to our clan page. They're going to be like, they wrote this backwards. And like, sorry, it's actually Russell. It's all his fault. Every time.